You know, the, when we come to Christ, everything changes as far as how we view life and death and everything in between. But it doesn't just change automatically. I mean, there, there, is, there is a work of God's spirit within us that, that we begin to understand things, but it's really as we begin to dig into God's word and, and we read these things in God's word that, that just don't fit how we've seen things all through our life. And I think there is no uh, arena that, that we experience this more distinctly than when it comes to how we process death. All through our experience, death is a loss. Death is a failure. It's an interruption. It's, it's a defeat. And you know, even as we know Christ and walk with Christ, there is a sense in which we experience death that way. I mean, we prayed this last week, didn't we? Man, I love you guys. I love the way you responded. So many praying, so many reaching out, so many crying out to God on Lawrence's behalf. And so there's even, as we walk with Christ, this sense, this dynamic that we feel of defeat when it comes to death. And yet there are some passages of Scripture that when we read them, what we read is almost so jarring. It's so, so different from what our experience is and, and what we expect to read that I, I think it, it at least to a certain point, we just kind of skim over them. And we just think, I don't know what Paul was talking about there. I don't know what he meant by that, but I'm sure it was great. You know, I'm sure that somehow, some way, what he says there, it's got to mean something, right? But I think that sometimes the problem is that we are so used to looking at things from one angle that we forget that there is a whole reality that we did not and that we could not have ever seen before knowing Christ. Because you see, before we know Christ, we evaluate everything, we think about everything from the perspective of this life. And we can't see through the curtain to the other side. And so everything that we think of and everything that we evaluate, it's done on this side. And so we look at death and we see death as an end and we see death as a defeat. And we experience death as a loss. But scripture speaks about it differently. Grab your Bibles. Open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 5.
Here's what Paul says, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the beginning of the chapter. Paul writes, For we know that if our earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal dwelling in the heavens, not made with hands. Indeed, we groan in this tent, desiring to put on our heavenly dwelling. As we get older, we understand that, don't we? At least the groaning part. <laughs> don't you love that commercial where the guy goes to sit in the chair and he groans as he sits? Because we all do that. You get to a certain age and it's just, it's just like something happens and in order to sit or kneel, you must groan right? It's just like, uh, uh, as we get back up, there is a groaning, there is a longing that, that just is very natural as this tent, this physical body in which we live, as it begins to break down, as it begins to show its age, there is a longing awakened within us for that which lies beyond. And what scripture tells us is that beyond that curtain, beyond that point after which we cannot see with our physical eyes, there is a permanent building. Paul refers to this body as a tent, as a temporary, a flimsy, a, 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 a not all that solid abode for us and that what awaits for us is something grand. Now, I know some of you people, you just lack sense and you like camping. <laughs> you have perfectly good homes, and yet you leave them to go sleep on rocks and sticks <laughs> and to dig holes so that you can go to the bathroom. This makes no sense when you have, you have paid your mortgage. <laughs> you have a bathroom, right? It's like, why would you do this? I, I, I don't understand. And Paul is saying, we are going to move from this temporary, this, this lesser situation to this greater situation. We are going to advance to this. We are not going to be defeated to it. It is a promotion, not a demotion. Paul says, beginning in verse 3, since when we take it off, there he is referring to the tent, we will not be found naked. And did, indeed, we groan while we are in this tent, burdened as we are, because we do not want to be unclothed, but clothed so that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Paul says, when we live in this body, we long for what is yet to come. We long for what is yet to come. And Paul talks about that moment of transition, that moment that, that it is ingrained within us. It just seems natural to us to view it as a loss, as a defeat, because it is the destruction of the tent, as Paul talks about in verse 1. But look at how he phrases it. Look at how Paul describes that moment from the perspective of eternity when mortality may be swallowed up by life, not by death, but by life. That, that is, 
it is that moment of transition where this life is swallowed up by something that is so much greater. Paul says, now the one who prepared us for this very purpose is God. I scribbled down here. We were made for this. Now, I don't think Adam and Eve were made for this. They were made to live for eternity, and death came by their choice. But there is a sense in that all of our life is preparation for this. This is what God is doing. This is, the, death is not an interruption. A death is not a, a, a disaster that takes place that ruins the progress that has been made. It, death, as we see it from this side, is nothing but an end. You know, it's interesting, in, in, the, in the Hebrew, it's my understanding that that word death, really, at its core, what it means is Separation. You think about Adam and Eve there in the garden when they, when they sin. And God had sinned, said that when you do this, you will die. You will be separated. And that separation became between man and God. But for the believer, for the one who has been redeemed, God has transformed it all in that death becomes not that moment of separation, but that moment of reunion. I tell you this, Lawrence knew the Lord and loved the Lord. But now, now today, this moment, he knows the Lord like he, is, like he has never known him. And he is with the Lord in a way that you and I can, cannot even, I think, comprehend. It's all been changed by what Christ did on the cross. It's transformed it. It's made it a whole different thing. And it's for that that God prepares us all through this life. Now, this life is important. The things that we do in this life matter. And God has given us a task to do, hasn't he? And yet, there is a bigger picture yet even than that in that God uses all that we experience throughout this life to prepare us for what? To be with him, to, to step into eternity, to cross over to the other side. Death is not an interruption. It is not a defeat for the Christian, for the one who who has put their faith in Christ, death is victory. It's victory. Paul says there that God not only prepares us, but he has given us his Holy Spirit as a down payment. We will not understand these things with our natural minds. Our, our, our hearts, our, our emotions they won't comprehend this on their own. But these are truths that the Spirit of God has got to breathe into us. 
we've got to look to the Lord and to ask him to, to help us. You know, Paul, when he speaks to the Thessalonians and they are grieving for those who have gone on, and he says, listen, I don't want you to grieve as those who have no hope. Paul doesn't say, I don't want you to grieve. We do grieve. We grieve. We prayed. But you know, for the Christian, when we're thinking right, our grief is an issue of timing, not of what has happened. We were born so that we might be with Christ. And the only way, unless the rapture comes, for us to be with him is to cross over. This is God's plan. This is what he has prepared us for. And so Paul says, look at verse 6, so we are always confident and we know we know that we know that we know that while we're at home in this body we are away from the Lord what is the the other side of that coin that when we are away from this body on that day when we leave this tent behind we will be what we will be with the we will be with him. For we walk by faith, not by sight now, but that day will come when we will not need faith because we will have sight. We will see him. We will see him as he is. We will be changed to be like him. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? You can't. Okay, you, you, your brain can't comprehend this, but what scripture tells us is that day will come when we will see him face to face. In fact, verse eight, Paul says, we are confident and we would prefer to be away from the body, yeah, and at home with the Lord. Oh, that is the goal. That, that is the finish line. That is what we are aiming for. And so, dear friends, as we grieve, as we grieve, let's let our grief be different. Yes, we grieve because we will miss Lawrence. We grieve because it wasn't according to our timing or our plan. But let us grieve with understanding. Let's grieve knowing. that not only is Lawrence with the Lord, that is our destiny as well. This is God's plan. We cannot, we cannot cry out what went wrong because it went right. This is God's plan is for us to come to be with him. Aren't you glad this life isn't all there is? I mean, talk about a letdown. Wow. Was 2020 going to be your highlight? And 2021? I mean, that's, the, that's not looking good either.
his plan is for us to be with him. And that is what we are aiming for. And so, yes, we grieve. God doesn't condemn that. We cry. We hurt. We seek him for comfort. But we know that he is good. And it is his plan. Therefore, verse 9, whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to be pleasing to him. Let's seek then, knowing these things, to live not for this life, but to live for our destination. Let's pray and let's return to worship. Father, we thank you. We thank you for Lawrence. We thank you for the season that you gave us with him. And Lord, we thank you that he is with you. And Lord, for him, he sees what we accept by faith. And Father, we long, we so desire to see as well. Our hearts ache. Lord, our, our hearts struggle to see things from your perspective. So help us, Lord. Pour out your Holy Spirit. Minister to our hearts. Strengthen us. Lord, corral our thinking. Help us to, to think biblically and to understand these things as they truly are. And Lord, use this to prepare us to be with you. We pray it all in Jesus' name.